everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name is Stephen Wright. I am joined by Mr. William Monroe. How you doing, man? Steve, doing well over here. Just got back from the beach. So, trying to get in the swing of things. Back on a Monday afternoon now, but getting through that first Monday after a beach vacation is always... Always a rough one. Yeah, that is not easy. Uh, it's actually a, a holiday up here in the north. Oh, yeah? Just civic holiday. I don't know what that means, but that's what it is. Um, so a lot of yard work for me today. A lot of time outside. There you go. Which isn't bad. It was nice out. Got your workout in for the day, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we were just talking before the show, you know, recapping any news that's happened here in the past week. And I guess you're the biggest thing on top of everyone's, well, I guess it's not on top of everyone's mind, because a lot of people haven't put him as being super relevant for fantasy this year, but Carson Wentz being down for uh, 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 quite a length of time, right? What was it? Anywhere between like five weeks and 12 or something? Five to 12 weeks, which five weeks would put him right at the beginning of the season, right? Yeah, so it's basically miss a game or miss half the season. <laughs> yeah. It's a big, uh, big so, difference. So yeah, anywhere from zero to eight games, it sounds like. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of implications. I mean, obviously Carson Wentz himself, you know, wish him all the best, but he hasn't been the most healthy of his career. So obviously not a good sign to come up with an injury early in camp. Um, you also look at it from the other positional players there. Jonathan Taylor, the other running backs, T.Y. Hilton, receivers tight ends i mean it's it's got to be a, a really a negative across the board for all of them right yeah you would think jt is going to get more stacked boxes you know the, the passing game is going to suffer i mean maybe you say you bring in a backup that checks down more and you get more you know passes to the running back that way and maybe things even out a little bit but and that's the only real narrative i can make um I don't know. If yeah, Philip Rivers come back. Yeah, maybe you try to get Rivers out. You know, for one more year. I, I did see a uh, a quick rumor about uh, Foles, which would be hilarious. Wow, I did see that one. Yeah, <laughs> um, especially because it's the same the offensive coordinator from the Super Bowl, and then yeah, Wentz the Foles injury. Went, yeah, so, oh man. Yeah, so I've seen that. I, I did see people saying they should go after Garoppolo. Probably, I, I can't see them going after a guy of his caliber though. Because of everything you already just traded for Wentz, can you really sink that much more into a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, if Wentz does miss, you know, the twelve weeks, the the first that they paid that Indy paid to, to Philly to get him would change to a second, most likely. I, I think he had to get one yeah. seventy or seventy five percent of stops. So seventy seventy five. I think I saw someone did the math that you have to play basically, and obviously it varies um, depending on how many snaps from each game, but. It'd be eleven point nine game. Yeah. So you're looking at you know missing a minimum of five weeks. Yeah. So to be able to do that, you would be. I guess I pointed like if he's missing twelve and you want Jimmy G, you're gonna lose a second. And I mean, I don't know what the Forty ers are gonna give up Jimmy G for. Um, I mean, when you got a team in a bad spot like Indy, yeah. they're gonna have to pay up to some degree. I mean, if you're gonna twist their arm a little bit, so you're probably looking at like a twenty three pick because that's what I'm like. I don't know. I don't even know if the league would let them trade the picks since they technically don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't, right. Because yeah, if you feasibly, yeah, Carson's out for a while. But if he turns around and makes a miracle recovery and plays every single game, 
and you've traded your first round pick to the Niners as well as the Eagles. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, and if not, like I don't, you know, say the price isn't that much because I'm sure there's plenty of people. I don't think Jimmy G's worth that much. Like, are you going to lose a second for Wentz and then give up a third in the same draft for Jimmy G? Give a second, third for two different quarterbacks. Seems unlikely. Yeah, or give up two seconds in back to back years or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I mean, quarterbacks don't get traded that often, so I don't know if it's actually going to happen. No. I would be more likely to think it'd be a Foles or maybe Rivers coming out of retirement, um, mm-hmm. or maybe they just stick with Eason. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, obviously, until you make a move, that's what the team speak has to be. But I've seen people, you know, the news coming out that like the team's like, you know, Eason, this is this is your your ship here. Like all, all you know, gung ho behind him. So, you know, until something happens, obviously that's what they have to do and say. But it seems like they're gonna give him a shot. I don't, I don't think he played any snaps last year. He's only in his second year, but they're all in for him. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, you think that they have to bring in a backup though, right? Even if, if it, you know, if it's just a moderate backup, you got to bring somebody in. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. Who's camp body, right? Yeah, I don't know who's out there in free agency that you can get. Um, yeah, there's got to be some decent, just, you know, camp body type players. Yeah. You, or just veterans that are in and out of teams. Yeah. Who's the one that's been like Brian Hoyer type of guy? That's, yeah. You know, not, you're not going to bring him in and rattle your starter, but he's a guy that can give you some snaps. Yeah. Like a Josh McCown type. Not that, you know, yeah, Hoyer's yeah. with the Patriots, McCown is with the Texans, so neither of them are real options, but, that you know, yeah, that caliber yeah. of, yeah, player. Until they are, right? I mean, if, you know, with the um, Patriots, Hoyer's there, he's the third option right now, right? So maybe the Patriots or somebody else can cash in on one of their second or third string back quarterbacks, and even if you're only getting, you know, fifth-round pick, it's more yeah, than you something. probably would have gotten out of them with two quarterbacks ahead of them. trade for Stidman or Stidham? I forget how you pronounce his name. Yeah, you didn't like that. Yeah. Like that either. Yeah. Especially with the young quarterback there. So, interesting. Uh, you know, a lot there, as you mentioned, to, to focus on, you know, future draft picks with the uh, trade for Wentz, Wentz himself, the rest of the team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I think the biggest impact is, you know, JT, right? Because there, everyone else was borderline draftable at all. Some of the running backs, I guess. But, what does this do to him? I think he's been like mid to late first, somewhere in that like six to nine or ten range. Yeah, I mean he's someone I've been avoiding anyway. Uh, he just yeah. Not that I don't like him for this year. I just I'm not sure if I like him as like a first round pick. Um, yeah, too many red flags. Yeah, I just, just overall with the team. Yeah, I just see it like coming back down a little bit. You know, he had a big breakout second half of the year, and then yeah. he's going to disappoint, and then year three, he'll be valued in the second round, and he'll be worth the first then, or something like that. You, know, you got that story where it kind of bounces back and forth. So I wasn't that interested mm. in him, but I'm, I'm definitely not interested in him now. Um, a couple other things. Uh, Aaron Rodgers signed the deal. It's interesting. I heard someone talking about um, the way it works. Basically, it voided the the 2023 year so it's basically a two-year contract that the their like you know anticipation is that he'll get traded but there's a big cap hit for the next year for 22 so that if he gets traded it highly incentivizes the team that he moves to to restructure the deal to give him a longer contract so it's interesting the way that they purposefully did that that 
and I guess worst case you cut him, but you're going to be you'd likely be able to trade him next year with the idea that he's just going to renegotiate the deal with the new team, but have to do that. Uh, they can't just take him on a one-year deal because it would just be a ridiculous hit. Yeah, it's an interesting you know contract situation um, mm-hmm. that they that they drafted up there. I mean, maybe Indy's a destination, you know, after yeah. next year with Wentz missing the whole season. You're not going to see what you get out of him. Maybe, you know, who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm glad it's over with. You know, you got Randall Cobb yeah. moving over there. I'm sure he'll bounce up into the the bottom, uh, you know, the later rounds of the draft. So that's kind of interesting as well. But yeah, I'm glad to put that behind us. What, um, so I pulled up like his just year end numbers for uh, here on Sleeper. The last time that he was a wide receiver three or better. And, uh, well, one of them was close, but let's say a top 30 wide receiver. Can you guess the year in PPR or standard? It'd be a while ago, 20, 2016, 2017. I feel like it's been a oh, long time. 2015. 2015, okay. Yeah, so he was. Um, that might have been the year that yeah, Jordan first, was out, too. Yeah, so 2012, he was wide receiver 16, 65, and 14, 8 in 2014. 25 and 15, and then since then, 50, 34, 83, 44, 75, all PPR scoring. So I feel like he is going to get a little pop just for getting signed and being back there, likely the wide receiver two. I mean, do you have any interest in taking a shot on him later in the draft? Uh, Probably not. Um, I mean, if I, yeah, probably not. If I go late, like if I go really heavy running back early, and maybe a tight end, and I'm not drafting wide receivers until like the real, like deeper middle rounds. Then maybe as like a depth play instead of taking an upside shot. But outside of that, probably not. How about you? Yeah, probably not. Like you said, you know, if he's a late late round flyer, and you can you know pick him up and see if he's going to be heavily involved the first week or two. And then if he is, keep him, or maybe you can trade him high. Or and but if he's you know pretty much relevant it can be an easy cut probably would look for another position but it's interesting yeah i guess we'll see where he falls when we uh, do this draft we got a, a 12 team again yeah. lined up here will you're drafting out of the two and i am in the nine spot should be interesting yeah, i think the only other thing just to touch on i think we talked about it nick chubb got a big extension yeah three there. years right yep three years he's going to be um Still there, and, and, and likely will be him and Cream Hunt, so should be more of the same uh, for both. Yeah, no surprise. Keep part of that offense. They got to lock him up, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, glad it's not going to the franchise situation. <laughs> yeah, fun. yeah, it's always a pain. Uh, but yeah, you ready to go ahead and get this thing started? Yeah, let's get it going. So we will uh, get this started again. Will is going to be drafting first here in the two spot. Look like Dalvin Cook goes off the board first with the 101. So you're up, friend. Yeah. Well, I know sometimes we are caught for um, <coughs> for time in our drafts here. I will not be contributing to that today. Fairly easy here. I was going to be taking Dalvin Cook number two uh, far and away, but with him gone, Caffrey, it's a very easy one here for me. So lock him in, not look back. After him, Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Curry Kill, and Nick Chubb. Yeah, so uh, taking a look here, well, 
obviously plenty of good options here. I'm actually wondering, Will, if I should do an early quarterback thing this time around. Because um, I don't think I've done an early quarterback draft this year. So maybe I could roll the dice and go for a stack and get Kelsey now. Grab Mahomes with my next pick, assuming he gets there. Uh, that would put me in a really interesting position to have those two positions taken in the first two rounds and then yeah. need to go the rest of the draft to take care of the running back and wide receiver positions. But uh, Could take Devontae Adams here. First time you can be confident. I know, really? Yeah, um, that would be tremendous. I mean, and Zeke also mm. pretty good option here. I think that's probably what I'll do. I mean, as much as a Kelsey and Mahomes stack would be nice, that – you know, starting off and with the tight end, and the quarterback, both in the first in round one and two is just terrifying as far as what the rest of the draft is mm-hmm. going to look like. Um, I, I'm half tempted to do it just to see how things play out, but I'm, I'm quite concerned that it wouldn't look very good. So we will go ahead and do that. We'll do Devontae Adams here first and see if Mahomes gets to me and we'll try a, a early quarterback kind of a deal here. And uh, it does look like he'll get to me here. So Aaron Jones goes off the board. Travis Kelsey, uh, Stefan Diggs, that rounds out to first. Is our start to second. You got Metcalf, Hopkins, and Eckler. Um, so wow, Ezekiel Elliott still on the board. I know that's <laughs> that's unreal. It's really hard to pass up. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, if this is a real draft, I'd be doing things a lot differently here. But uh, it is not. So we'll play the play the game. See if we can build a team around a early quarterback strategy here. Um, Again, first time I've done it this year. Probably the last time I'm, I'm going to be doing it this yeah. year. So let's just get out of the way, see what it looks like, see if I can turn it into something I like. So we'll go ahead and lock him in. Uh, Najee Harris goes off the board at 205. That's, a, I think, a, a jump for him. And then finally, Zeke at 206. Calvin Ridley, A.J. Brown, Gibson, and Mixon. You're on the clock. All right. So just Mahomes off the board and Kelsey at those two positions. I'm not looking quarterback, but Kittle is an interesting option here. Um, Top of the board at receiver, Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, Terry McLaurin, Allen Robinson, all guys I, you know, definitely happy about them, but I think Justin Jefferson would be the pick. uh, If I do go receiver, at running back, J.K. Dobbins, DeAndre Swift, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Josh Jacobs, so still quite a few. Available there at the running back position. Um, I haven't gotten much Justin Jefferson, I don't think, this offseason. But I think, to me, he's kind of the top uh, play on the board here. Um, and it gives me still the flexibility of going one of those running backs, as there's still quite a few left. I prefer probably Dobbins. But getting one of them um, and or the uh, George Kittle, if he's still there. Now, I don't know if this is a strategy you would think in a real draft. I would possibly think about going Kittle first because the team behind me has Dalvin Cook already, thinking maybe they don't want to do, do, do double down or uh, in that offense. Is this something you'd be thinking You know, here if you wanted to try to, let's say, get Kittle and uh, Justin Jefferson? Uh, that's It's not a bad thought. Um, I could see... I don't know. I mean, because it's Jefferson, there's a lot of hype around him. I, I, I'd be inclined to think somebody would be okay doing Cook and Jefferson. 
but it depends on the person. I mean, some people mm-hmm. avoid stocks regardless. You know, they don't want that exposure. Yeah. Plus, you know, in Minnesota, you know, you could e- easily make a case that Jefferson's due for some regression as they return to the run game more because the defense should be better and all that jazz. So, you know, somebody could mm-hmm. look to avoid them or, yeah, they're just on the hype train um, and, and wanting them. It, it's definitely a gamble. I don't mind it. Uh, for the sake of the mock draft, I'm assuming he doesn't get to you. Um, yeah. And they would get taken, but it's an interesting thought. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and I know we've been kind of higher on taking those early tight ends, but kind of want to see what happens, uh, you know, waiting around. If, if Kittle's there, probably going to be the aim to then kind of have one at each of those positions to start. But I just don't think I could pass on Jefferson here. And then, you know, worst case, be able to get uh, just a second running back instead of Kittle. So, well, luck in Justin Jefferson after him, Michael Thomas, and J.K. Dobbins, actually. So, Michael Thomas, probably not going to be going there unless we hear about some uh, very quick recovery. But he does go off the board early here. Um, so, fairly easy for me. It's going to be George Kittle. Still got Clyde over to Laren and Swift at running back, who definitely, uh, you know, are calls for a little bit of pause, but I, you know, this year have really been all about trying to get one of them top three tight ends, and Kittle is that guy that you're going to be looking at around the turn here. It just gives me a difference maker at each position, ideally with McCaffrey, Jefferson, and George Kittle to start. So, Kittle it is. After him goes Waller, right there, tight end back-to-back. Clive Brazilaire, Miles Sanders, DeAndre Swift, Mike Evans, and Keenan Allen to you. Oh, boy. Yeah, this is a uh, an interesting spot. So, no, I don't have any running backs yet. Devontae Adams and Mahomes on the roster. Uh, taking a look at what we got. We got Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Daryl Henderson, uh, Etienne Hunt. So, some interesting options. I don't know who I feel safest with as my one. Like, I, don't, I really don't want to gamble. And I feel like. I'd really like to add Josh Jacobs of all the names here. He seems to be the flashiest, but he's also to me, the one that represents the most risk given that they pulled in Drake. Um, so I don't think I would go there. I feel like I f- part of me feels like Carson's the safest, but then Montgomery's there as well. And, you know, given how he looked at the end of the year, I feel like he represents potentially some safety and some upside, but I mean, his floor is also like a running back too. Uh, like a mid-tier running back too that we've seen before. So it's a tough call. I I do think I'll go with David Montgomery just because there's no one else there. I mean, Damian Williams is there now. He took a a full year off for the COVID. He opted out. But there's nothing else. And I imagine, you know, Dalton or Fields, whoever it is, is going to help him out a little bit more than Trubisky did. So I'm feeling kind of confident in him. I don't – I know I'm going to get to the end of this and look at this team and not have a lot of faith with him being my one. Um, you know, I, I, part of me looks at Chris Carson, so you'd be happier with Chris Carson, but I think there's more upside with Montgomery with a similar kind of floor. So yeah, I guess I'll stick with Montgomery. Ideally, one of those also will get back to me, but given there's uh, quite a few picks there, I'm not hopeful and two teams don't have running backs. So I don't, I got a feeling our running backs going to go. We'll see, but it would be nice. So uh, I locked in Montgomery. Josh Jacobs went off the board right after. Not that bad, actually. So Julio went. Allen Robinson, that rounds out the third. Chris Carson went at the top of the fourth. And then Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. Um, so only two running backs go. Uh, 
the two that I wanted, unfortunately. I think I will go ahead and grab <laughs> another one. Um, so to extend the list, we're at Daryl Henderson, Travis Etienne, Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin, James Robinson, Javante Williams. Um, again, all solid guys. Not guys I'm, I'm super thrilled with as my two. Um, I've been rising a little bit on Etienne. I just haven't really been able to pull the trigger on him at all. Like I feel like he could have a good year, but I, I don't know if I want to roll the dice on him. Um, Hunt, always solid. Miles Gaskin be really solid. But I think Darnold Anderson or Henderson's probably the guy that I want. He, uh, it's very worrisome given the injury history and him. You know, me punting the running back to the third and fourth round. You know, I don't want to take a gamble like that. But his upside is also sky high being with the Rams and having Stafford there. We know the running back's a viable position there. Um, He doesn't really have anyone else around him. So if he can stay healthy or healthy for a majority of the season, that's going to be a big win for me. You know, if the injury history comes into play, then it's going to be a rocky road. But, I mean, when when you start off your, your draft with a quarterback early, you know, a rocky road is kind of what you're dealing with. You know, you need a perfect situation mm-hmm. for things, you know, to feel comfortable. I would need a, you know, a Swift, a Sanders, a, a Edwards to fall to me. And it's asking for a lot for that to happen. So I'm just not going to find safety. We'll go ahead and lock him in here. You know, I'm happy with it. I think there's upside with both Montgomery and Henderson, but it's definitely a worrisome combo. But I got my two running backs. McLaurin went off the board after me, then ETN, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, Lamar Jackson, and DJ Moore. All right, so <clears throat> this is a it's an interesting situation. I'm debating um, just with the way the running backs have been going off the board here, going with maybe more of a modified kind of zero RB approach. There's not too many outside of Cream Hunt really that I'd be thrilled to take with here in that fourth fifth round. Um, I mean, I guess you could say Miles Gaskin, uh, James Robinson, Trante Williams, kind of the next ones available there, but not a ton that I love. So I almost want to see if I want, can just load up on some positions, uh, so, you know, the wide receiver position here and have just a pretty stout receiver core with Kittle and McCaffrey and then just be looking to kind of plug in that second running back spot. And doing that, we've got the both receivers in LA, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, CD Lamb, Jamar Chase, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett. So quite a few there. Um, I would prefer the uh, Robert Woods and CD Lamb, just you know, a little bit of consistency with Woods, and then you know, the glory shot with um, with Robert Woods because or, sorry with uh, CD Lamb with the hope that you know he could step into a wide receiver one, maybe the wide receiver one um, about this year, maybe a little bit of a pipe dream, but I do have high hopes for CD this year, given that's the case. Um, and, you know, Cooper Cup, you know, is not a bad option as well. I'm going to lean with CD Lamb here and hoping that this team behind me does not go with back-to-back receivers on the same team. Um, see if we can get one of them on the way out. And, and um, see what comes back in the sixth round. Uh, it's never not not a great feeling going through the you know first five rounds here. It's just one running back. When it's McCaffrey, it's a little bit easier, but definitely a, a kind of experiment to kind of see what happens if you do wait that long to get that second running back and how does it feel. So 
We're going to go C.D. Lamb here first. After him goes Mark Andrews and Tyler Lockett, actually. So, going to be easy here. Going to go with the guy that I mentioned just before that I loaned. And we're going to lock up Robert Woods to have Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, and Robert Woods at the receiver position. Go with McCaffrey and Kittle and risk it and see what kind of running backs get back here. After Woods, Russell Wilson, Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts. Jamar Chase, Adam Thielen, Miles Gaskin to you. Yeah, part of uh, part of the problem with my early quarterback strategy is it it really eliminates to me anyway. Also drafting early tight end, like I'm glad Pitts and Andrews are yeah. going. Hawkinson's still there for me. You know, I like Hawkinson, but it's hard to take up you know two of your first four or five picks with a quarterback and a tight end. So it, it really pushes me toward that lay down strategy. I'm sure you agree. <coughs> Yeah, definitely. It's definitely something now. I you know getting that tight end early. I feel like I have to get running back receiver. Um, Dak Prescott was definitely someone that I was thinking about, but just at this point, it's not something that I feel comfortable doing when I've got a tight end on the, on the team already. Yeah, absolutely. So looking at running backs, we still got Kareem Hunt there, James Robinson, Javante Williams, Mike Davis, Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds at the running back or wide receiver position. We got Kenny G, Devontae Smith. Brandon Ayuk, Deontay Johnson, Odell Beckham, Juju, D, uh, T. Higgins, DJ Chark. So, still got some solid wide receiver options. I don't think I could pass up Hunt here. Um, I'm surprised he made it back to me, but that gives me a third running back kind of in this middle-ish tier, which isn't bad. It gives me another shot. And given I'm pretty comfortable with a lot of these wide receivers, I'm okay just taking whatever one is left over to me. Um, mm-hmm. Ideally, that would be Ayuk. It'd be really nice if Ayuk gets to me. And I don't think that's out of the question given that two of the teams behind me have gone somewhat wide receiver heavy here and are lacking when it comes to wide receiver or running back. So I think that's possible. So we'll play that game here. We'll lock in Kareem Hunt. Makes me feel better about the running back group and we'll see who gets back to me. So there goes Hawkinson, Kenny Galladay, James Robinson. That rounds out the fifth. And I got burned. Wow. Devontae Smith, Deontay Johnson, mm. and Brandon Ayuk. Um, Team 11 over here, six rounds. Don't, they don't have any running backs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty formidable team other than not having running Yeah. Back. We'll see how that plays out, you know, the rest of the way here. But running back or wide receivers, we got Odell Beckham, Juju, T. Higgins, DJ Chark, Cortland Sutton, Chase Claypool. Um, taking a look at this list here, you know, I only got one right now. I got Devontae Adams. Um, I really don't want OBJ. I, I'm really not interested in Juju. DJ Chark's not bad. Um, Sutton, I'm cooling on a little bit with, with some of the, the the stories coming out that he might you know start off slow. But uh, I'm looking mm. specifically at T. Higgins and Chase Claypool. T. Higgins, I think, is probably the safer of the two. Um, I think he's got a pretty firm role. He's got a you know good rapport with Burrow. Looked good last year. Uh, obviously, he's got Jamar Chase, which I think caps his upside. Uh, Claypool, I think, is probably the opposite. He's probably got the higher upside as he could really just take that, you know, wide receiver one role away. But I think his floor, as we saw last year, isn't very high because there are so many other options and because Big Ben is is hurt. So or not hurt, but old. So I think I'm gonna play it safe here. I'm gonna grab T. Higgins. I don't really want to roll the dice. If I was closer to a turn, maybe I would roll the dice, you know, grab Claypool. And, you know, maybe, you know, that I'm, I know a Debo is going to get back to me or I know T Higgins is going to get back to me or something like that. Um, 
But being I got to wait so long, I think I'm just going to play it safe and lock in Mr. T. Higgins here. I think it's the first time I've drafted him this year. There goes Dak right off the board after me. Justin Herbert, Chase Edmonds. Uh, there goes Beckham there. Mike Davis and Leonard Fournette. I know you were looking at Mike Davis there, so I'm sure you're sad that he went off the board, but you were on the clock. Not not even Mike Davis. I mean, he was one that I was interested in, but I was really hoping for Javante Williams because I've got a little pairing here that I'm hoping to put together. And I was holding my breath there for Javante Williams to get back, and he made it, so... We'll see what happens with Team 1, but what I was hoping here was to be able to pair with Javante Williams uh, with Raheem Mostert, getting a younger running back that maybe takes a few weeks to figure it out and kind of get going, pairing him with a veteran running back that who knows how many of those weeks will be healthy with Raheem Mostert, but I think it's just a nice pairing of, of a vet and a young guy to have behind McCaffrey. Um, you still have Rodgers, Lawrence, Brady, and Burrow. It's like the top guys at quarterback. I'm kind of in that middle-ish area with Fant, Goddard, Gasicki at tight end. Uh, receiver, Juju, DJ Char, Cortland Sutton, Claypool, Judy. No one that really sticks out. Uh, yeah, kind of as I said, pretty easy here. We're going to Ronson Williams first. And then we'll hope that Sutton gets, or Moster gets back. Um, after him, Juju Smith-Schuster and Colton Sutton on the turn. So it worked out there. We'll lock in Reem Mostert. And just you know, gives you a little bit more depth at the position, especially with just the more solid uh, pieces that I feel I have with Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb uh, on top of Robert Woods. So, yeah, pretty happy the way that one worked out. I had to hold my breath take, after it took Woods. You know, knew Gaskin and Hunt wouldn't get back, but saw that kind of pairing as an option um, what do you think about that steve yeah i think it's a good idea i was wondering when you said you wanted to pair him with somebody if you were actually looking for melvin and just saying you know melvin might just start the year as a running back you mm-hmm. know as the starter and then Devonte or javante would take over and you would have that transition um i was wondering if you're gonna go that route i would have been surprised if you were if you were but yeah that's the first thing that jumped to mind um so i like the most idea a lot more than that <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that was one. I scrolled down a little bit, saw he was a little further down, so I figured I had a pretty safe bet of getting him in the seventh round, but getting a a nice young running back like Williams that I think really could could end up being a really relevant player here in his rookie year, which you don't really see that for too many rookies in general um, outside of last year, which obviously we had a bunch. But all that to be said, Raheem Mostert is the pick here. After him, DJ Chark, Melvin Gordon, Chase Claypool, Noah Fant, Jalen Waddle, and Ronald Jones. Yeah, so I got a little excited that Claypool might have made it back my way. Um, you know, when he did get drafted between yours and then, you know, Chark and Gordon went, I was getting getting excited. But lo and behold, he mm. does uh, get picked there. So I do want to add another wide receiver. We're looking at Jerry Judy. We're looking at Debo, Robbie Anderson, Brandon Cooks, LaVisca Chenault. Uh, Jarvis Landry, and uh, two, really three interesting options. I mean, Jerry Judy, Debo, and Robbie Anderson, all in their own right, pretty interesting. Um, Jerry Judy, maybe you can get that second-year breakout. Uh, obviously, you got concerns about the quarterback there. Uh, you got Debo, who you know we all know is incredibly talented, but has been getting hurt a lot. But when he plays, tends to get a lot of targets. 
And then Robbie Anderson, who we've both liked, had a, a bit of a breakout last year. I mean, he's had other good stretches, so I'm not sure if you want to call it a breakout, but um, had his best year for sure. Uh, so another, he's a good option there, probably in the middle uh, between Judy and Debo. So again, I'm sitting with Devontae Adams and T. Higgins. I think I want to take an upside shot with this pick. I just don't know. <clears throat> Does Jerry Judy actually have the most upside given that quarterback situation and given Sutton's returning? Um, I don't know that he does. He's got pretty good upside. Um, part of me wonders if Robbie has more. I mean, I don't, like Debo could have a lot, but I think he's capped with Ayuk there and and Kittle. I, I think, wow, I, I think I've talked myself into Robbie Anderson. When I started this, I, did, I didn't think I was going to do it, but – you know, it's going to take a while for Terrence Marshall to get into a groove. You know, you lost Curtis Samuel. He's worked with Darnold before, which could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. <laughs> you know, I don't really know. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson here. Um, I, again, no knock on Judy or, or Debo. I, I'm just feeling a little bit more comfortable there. I mean, and ideally, maybe Jerry or Judy or Debo will be back and, and get to me here. Um and I could grab two of the three, but we'll see. I'm going to lock in Robbie Anderson. Debo goes immediately after, so that's not happening. Um, James Conner goes, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Gesicki at the start of the eighth, Kenyon Drake, and then there goes Jerry Judy. So things are just not falling my way um, at all, <laughs> which is really unfortunate. Um, so let's see here. Let's take stock. We got three wide receivers. We got three running backs. I do still need a tight end. We're looking at Goddard, Gronk, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, Irv Smith, Tyler Higby. I'm going to keep punting that. You know, maybe we can add Higby there later. Mm-hmm. Um, wide receivers: Brandon Cooks, Lavisca Chenault, Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller, uh, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Boyd, Rashad Bateman. The running back position: We got Trey Sermon, uh, Michael Carter, David Johnson, Damian Harris, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. I'm kind of tempted to take an upside shot on Trey Sermon. Um, but I don't know that I can. I think of all of these guys, I, I, man, I, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I think Tamian Harris is the one I want, um, which is a shame because I'm not sure his tight touchdown upside is <laughs> him there. But, you know, Trey Sermon it could be in an uh, iffy situation the entire year. So could Michael Carter. You know, plus Carter's just on terrible offense, most likely. Um, David Johnson is definitely interesting with the the pass catching. He's the one that gives me the most pause because he could get a lot of work in, in the pass catching game. In fact, I don't uh, I don't know if I can pass him up actually. Uh, he's gonna be catching the ball. He'll probably get some touchdown opportunities. The offense. Ideally not as good, assuming Watson isn't playing. Um, where again, Damian Harris, I like Damian Harris. I liked him last year um, when he was playing. But again, he's just capped to a degree because he's not going to get any pass catching work. He'll get limited touchdown work, assuming Cam's a starter. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with David Johnson. I'm just going to play it safe here. I don't see a world where he's terrible unless he's just dropping off because of age. <laughs> I guess we'll see. Um, Goddard goes off the clock. There goes Damian Harris. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, Tom Brady, Trey Sermon, and Brandon Cooks. You're on the clock. All right. So a couple quarterbacks go in there. Uh, Rodgers and Brady were two guys that would have been definitely picks here. Or definitely Rodgers, but I you know, kind of had a feeling he wouldn't have made it back. Um, with Lawrence and Brady going off the board, that leaves just myself and Team 1 here with... 
players uh, with with quarterback as a need. Um, and I still have Jalen Hurts and um, Matt Stafford, two guys that I'm pretty close on. I would lean Hurts, but Stafford, there's definitely more consistency there. Uh, but you know, the country's got rushing upside. You have a you know a lot with with Hurts' potential there. So what I think the plan for me here is going to be to sit on that position here for this pick, see if that other um, team does go. Um, if they decide not to, then possibly look to wait a whole nother round and hope that nobody goes with their second quarterback, which isn't out of the options, but uh, you know, be looking at Tannehill, Matt Ryan after that. So still not horrible. So looking back to the running back and receiver position, running back, you got Michael Carter, Zach Moss, Devin Singletary, AJ Dillon, Naeem Hines, Gus Edwards, not thrilled with a ton of those. Like Gus and Hines aren't bad, but a little, maybe a little later. Uh, Michael Carter is the one that sticks out to me here as a good value, especially here, you know, given that I just took two running backs back to back, but don't really have anything other than them and CMC. So we'll take a look at receiver. Um, but Carter seems like probably the the guy that would be the move here. Um, Lavisca Chenault, Jarvis Landry. Will Fuller, Hollywood Brown, Tyler Boyd, Bateman, Curtis Samuel. So some interesting players. Antonio Brown even there. LaVisca is probably the guy for me here. Maybe Antonio Brown from from looking uh, for receiver help. That would probably be the possibility should Team 1 not go quarterback at all. Um, but we will see. But for this pick, it's got to be Michael Carter for me. I, I know no one's super high on the Jets. Um, and you know, history definitely gives gives a lot of people pause for that. But regardless, I, I do think that they are going to be a better team without... Um, I can't even remember his, the coach's name. I can only Gase. remember the butthole. That, uh, yeah, yeah. That, um, the loving nickname that the Fantasy Footballers podcast have put on him with him gone a new coaching regimen a lot of new players around it's just michael carter and um tevin coleman right yeah i guess the rookie from last year to p ryan Ryan. yeah i think that's it so a couple there but a a running back that i wouldn't mind taking a shot on to see if he has any type of immediate impact um and you know just given that that's a position that i know i'm going to be needing here so carter will be the pick here and Team 1 goes Joe Burrow, which is interesting. So he does go quarterback, and then Jarvis Landry. Still giving me top two guys that I like on the board, as well as two others that I'm pretty interested in. So I think we're going to play the game, Steve. We're going to gamble one more full round. It ain't going to happen. Uh, knowing Both of them are going to go. Knowing, That's my prediction, prediction. Both of them, I mean, there's a good chance they do. But if Tannehill's still there, I'd be okay with that. And then, you know, worst case scenario, Matt Ryan. I imagine at least one, if not two, will go. But that's part of the the fun of a draft. you got to risk it here. And I'm looking at LaVisca Chenault, a guy that I think has a lot of good upside here. (laughs) Interesting. He'll be my fourth receiver and third that is a sophomore. So a lot of breakout potential in those guys. So hoping a lot for him. Um, So we're going to go with LaVisca Chenault. Get four running backs and four receivers. Be pretty solid and, and evened out there with Kittle. 
Um, and then see what kind of quarterbacks get back here. So if not, we'll be looking to, you know, pick someone a little later and, and be able to stream the position. But LaVisca Chanel's pick here. We have Hollywood Brown, Jalen Hurts, Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Rob Kukowski, and Robert Tunyon. So one quarterback off the board, but survived all the way to you. So I feel like I got three little waves to get through <laughs> to your first pick, to your second pick, and then to my next pick. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I was hoping Will Fuller actually got to me. I haven't drafted him that much this year, and I, I thought he would have made some sense, but it is not to be. Um, so we'll take a look at the wide receiver position here again. I do want to grab another one there. We got Rashad Bateman, not really considering him. Uh, not loving rookies. Corey Davis, I'm also not considering him. Just I'm just not a fan of the Jets. Um, Curtis Samuel is very interesting um, with Washington. Uh, Antonio Brown is pretty interesting. They got Michael Pittman, who was interesting, and he is uh, much less interesting now with the Wentz, <laughs> with the Wentz news. Yep. And then Mike Williams, who I like. I, I, I do think it might be a little bit too early for him, but uh, I think Curtis Samuel is going to be my guy. Um, big fan. You know, he's worked with Rivera before. You know, they have a need for a second, you know, wide receiver there. He's looked good, you know. Throughout his career, really. I mean, his rookie year, I'm not sure he did anything, but he's had some good years. Um, so I'm pretty confident with him. I would like to uh, pick him up, especially here in the ninth round. So we're going to go ahead and add Mr. Curtis Samuel. We'll see what gets back to me. Logan Thomas goes off the board. Zach Moss. There goes Stafford. And Tannehill. Oh, man. Well, not <laughs> oh, yeah, that did not work out. Um, so uh, – Logan Thomas, Zach Moss, uh, Matt Stafford ran out the ninth round. To start the 10th, we had Bateman, Tannehill, and Corey Davis. So I'm back on the clock here. Um, taking a look at the the running back position, we got Singletary, A.J. Dillon, Naeem Hines, Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Gainwell. At wide receiver, Antonio Brown, Michael Pittman, Mike Williams, Michael Gallup, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore. And at the tight end position, Irv Smith, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, Evan Ingram, Zach Ertz. I think as much as I would like to add some of these wide receivers, um, Antonio Brown, Mike Williams, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, Ruggs. Going to go with the second quarterback just to finish me off there. Yes, let's see here. Um, We have Fields, Matt Ryan, Bayfield, or Mayfield, Cousins. I would probably pick Matt Ryan. Um, But this is also an interesting opportunity for you to do the double up, grab Trey Lance and someone else. So Mm -hmm. we'll see how you navigate that. But I'm going to have to lock in my tight end now, I think. Um, Higby is the one that I want. He is the, the clear, uh, head and shoulders above the rest kind of a guy to me. Um, again, Irv is interesting breakout candidate, but uh, too many mouths to feed there. Hunter Henry, maybe again, he's got to compete with John though. Evan Ingram, we've talked about in the past. Ertz, I don't know what to make of Ertz. He's still an Eagle <laughs> for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I could wait and gamble on Troutman or Komet or something like that. But I'm going to go ahead and lock in Higby now. Pretty confident with Higby um, liking him this year. So we'll take care of the tight end position now. There goes to Sean Watson. I don't think you're considering him, but he is all out of the way. Irv Smith, Devin Singletary, Antonio Brown, Michael Pittman, and Michael Gallup. I'm assuming Antonio Brown will get back. That would be a good value here in the 10th round. But alas, that is not the case. So if we're looking at running backs, we've got A.J. Dillon, Naeem Hines, Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, Kenneth Gainwell. Uh, receiver, we got Mike Williams, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, Henry Ruggs, Hardman. A lot of good um, kind of depth players there as well. Not really a ton of running backs. Uh, you know, Gus Edwards, Jamal Williams, not bad kind of depth guys. So it could be the option, but 
Gonna stop the bleeding here. We're just locking up Matt Ryan. If he had gone, I probably would have just punted completely, but still being able to get Matt Ryan here, I think he you know, still has a good chance of being in that top 12. Um, but at the very least, you know, he's a just a, a safer option and you know, could maybe look to draft one of those rookies a little later and have a little bit of upside with them. But we will draft Matt Ryan here first. Uh, after him goes A.J. Dillon and Naeem Hines on the turn. So I've got my quarterback, got my tight end. We're at four running backs and four receivers. So pretty balanced at the moment here. Um, if I'm going running back, it'll be Gus Edwards. Receiver, looking at Darnell Mooney, Henry Ruggs, possibly. There's, I think, more receivers that I would mind, wouldn't mind taking a shot on. So I think I'm going to go with the running back position here and just lock in a fifth running back with Gus Edwards. Have that position nailed down with some depth there and, and be able to just load up on some receivers, possibly another running back, possibly a young quarterback. We'll see what happens. But Gus Edwards is the pick here in the 11th round. After him, Henry Ruggs, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, Justin Fields, Baker Mayfield, and Darnell Mooney. Yeah, what a shame! All the, the all the wide receivers I wanted all gone. <laughs> yep, it's the story of the draft for me. Um, but I will, I'll take a look at the running back position. It, it's been a little while here, and uh, you know I, I've talked about him before. Yeah, I don't remember if it was last episode or two episode, episodes ago. So I won't say too much about him. But Kenneth Gainwell, I think, is going to be my pick. Um, a guy that I think you know in the late rounds represents some sort of upside. You know, we were saying before that you know Sanders' role isn't solidified. You'd imagine he's a starter all year long, but you know Gainwell definitely has some opportunity to to take the pass catching role, maybe get some a little bit more work in there and establish some sort of you know Austin Eckler, Naeem Hines kind of a role. Um, so I'll take an upside shot on Gainwell. I, you know, I think my argument was before there's not a lot of uh, options here that represent upside. Uh, so I'll take one of the the few that I hear that do. I mean, Tony Pollard definitely has something um, a little bit more than the others. But we're going to lock him in. We'll take a look at the wide receiver position probably after. Elijah Moore, Aguilar, and Hardman go to round out the 12th. Or no, the uh, 11th. Sorry, to start the 12th, we have Tony Pollard, Evan Ingram, and Rondell Moore. So taking a look at the wide receiver position, we got Devontae Parker, T.Y. Hill, and Marvin Jones. Uh, Amon St. Brown. Russell Gage, Cole Beasley. Um, I think, you know, my wide receiver group, Devontae Adams, Higgins, uh, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel. I think uh, I want the safety slash some sort of upside that Russell Gage presents. Uh, You know, Devontae Parker, I'm just not that interested in. He he could be in for a good year. You know, Will Fuller gets hurt a lot. You got a rookie that's going to take some time. So he could be in for a good year. You know, T.Y. Hilton, everyone's written off, and now even more so with Wentz. Uh, Marvin Jones ain't bad. Say Brown might get off to a slow start because he's a rookie. Um, so yeah, I think Gage steps it up. We've seen a lot of fancy relevance from him in the past with Julio there. Um, so I, I think he could step into that two role and uh, be pretty successful. So I am happy to add Mr. Gage here. We'll send it back to your way. We have uh, Hilton Parker, Johnu Smith, Kirk Cousins, um, St. Brown goes, and then Zacherts right before your selection here. All right, so top of the board, quarterback, you got Trey Lance, Carson Wentz, Patrick, Tua, 
tight end. You got Austin Hooper, Adam Troutman, Gerald Everett, Jared Cook, and Cole Komet. Wide receiver, Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, Gabe Davis, Jalen Rager, uh, Terrace Marshall, and Paris Campbell. Running back, Jamal Williams, J.D. McKissick, Philip Lindsay, Latavius Murray. Um, so, from looking running back, Jamal Williams, Philip Lindsay, Latavius Murray, probably are the, the really interest there. Uh, probably we'll wait and maybe grab one of them in the next round. Wide receiver is where we're going to look here. And it's between Gabriel Davis and Buffalo and Jalen Rager from Philly. With the injury news to Devonta Smith, I don't think we mentioned that at the top, actually. Um, he has a sprained knee and is expected to miss about two to three weeks. Um, they're saying nothing um, for concern, but if you are a fan of Philly sports or you are relatively know Philly sports, there's always concern whenever there's injuries because it seems like the Eagles have just downplayed injuries that have lasted and lingered longer than they should. And even if so, it is just a couple of weeks, I mean, this is all viable time for a rookie, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's why with Jalen Rager now practicing in full, I know he missed the big, very beginning of camp with one of his um, close friends passing away. So he was kind of grieving uh, and, and not in camp. But he, I believe yesterday was his first full day of camp. So he looks to be ready to go, maybe can take that step forward and being able to get him here and add him to my plethora of sophomore wide receivers just seems like it makes too much sense here and pair him in there uh, with Robert Woods leading those young guns at wide receiver. So Jalen Rager is the pick here after him, Marvin Jones and Trey Lance um, with Lance off the board. I mean, I guess he feasibly could have looked to Zach Wilson, but pretty much puts the kibosh on me, grabbing one of the rookies as well to pair with Matt Ryan. So we're going to flip back over to the running back position here. And you got Jamal Williams. We've got Phil Lindsay. But I'm actually going to look here and um, go with Latavius Murray. He's a guy that I've been rising on. I think the offense is going to be pretty good. I do, and I'm sure there is some maybe some limited upside when it comes to touchdowns, you know, depending on with Kamara there, what the starting quarterback's going to be. Um, but I feel like all signs are indicating that it is going to be Hill. And if it's Taysom Hill and they're just a run-first team, I think they're going to use two running backs. And sure, you could go with, you know, the, you know, 1A, 1B of a bad football team with the Lions and Jamal Williams. Or you could look to do that with a, a better football team. I mean, I've been all season hype on Jamal Williams, but I think the play might actually be Latavius Murray at these late picks to get you a depth piece that actually could be valuable. So I'm going to go Latavius Murray here and then um, just you know, allow to myself to have some flexibility for this final pick. So Octavius Murray is the pick here. After him, J.D. McKissick, Cole Beasley, Philip Lindsay, Jamal Williams, Chuba Hubbard, and Alexander Madison. For once, I'm actually kind of happy how things played out here. Um, I had my, my eyes on Gabriel Davis. I did not think he would get back to me, but we had a nice little running back run there. Um, yeah, I know. I was looking at him there at uh, 12-11. So yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, 
he's a nice upside shot as well. Obviously a great offense. Um, you have John Brown leaving it. So he's got the opportunity to kind of step up. So, you know, that's a, an easy pick for me. I, I really didn't expect him to get to me, but uh, I'm happy to go ahead and add Mr. Gabe Davis there. Uh, Wentz, Terrence Marshall, Austin Hooper go off that round out the 13th to start our final round. We had Tariq Cohen, Tevin Coleman, Devontae Booker <laughs> go off the clock. Um, so, you know, looking at the running back position, you know, we're looking at Rashad Penny, Javian Hawkins, Darrington Evans, you know, Left Bell, James White, Sony, Daryl Williams. I mean, there's not a lot of upside here. You know, maybe you grab Javian Hawkins and see, you know, what you got in him and see if he can grab himself a role. Um, maybe Elijah Mitchell and San Fran surprises. Um, part of me wouldn't mind taking another tight end shot, you know, adding an Adam Troutman with, you know, Michael Thomas out for a while. Maybe he is the top pass catching option. Um, you know, at least for the the few opening weeks. So that would be really interesting. Um, and then wide receivers we're looking at. We got Paris Campbell, not interesting. Christian Kirk's not bad. Crowder's not bad. Kadarius Tony, if you want to take an upside shot on, you know, him. Sterling Shepard, Traquan Smith, um, another candidate to fill in and become that number one target role with Michael Thomas out. Uh, Jacoby Myers could be taking over uh, for the Patriots. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders uh, competing with Gabe, uh, Gabe Davis, John Brown filling in for Aguilar. So there's definitely plenty of good wide receiver options here, which to me, I look and say, well, there'll be plenty of options on the waiver wire after week one. So I am going to go ahead and go that tight, uh, tight end route. I'm going to add Adam Troutman. Um, yeah, again, a lot of confidence in Higby. You know, I'd be more thrilled about doing this if I had like an Irv Smith. But, you know, the Michael Thomas injury, I think, opens up an option like this when you go later tight end and just grab two and see what Troutman does those first few weeks. So I'll gladly add him. If he doesn't work out, again, there's plenty of wide receivers I think I'd be happy with uh, on the waiver wire after that first week. So we've locked him in with my last pick, Christian Kirk, Paris Campbell, uh, Tony, Hawkins, Everett, and Tua go off the board before your final pick. Yeah, two is, two is going to be an interesting one there as well to see if I can just kind of put on the bottom of the roster there with Matt Ryan. Um, not really a ton at the running back position, so happy that I took a few in the last couple rounds. Comes down here to me to go with my guy Brian Edwards that I've been grabbing at the end of drafts and seeing what we got in the first few weeks. Um, or pivoting and going to that rookie quarterback position and doubling down on quarterback, something that we don't do often. It would be pretty poetic. You doubling on tight end at round 10 and 14 and me doubling at quarterback in round 10 and 14 here. So I think it's going to be the move. I mean, we definitely have a long training camp ahead with Zach Wilson just got there. Um, But I I do think he's a talented quarterback. There's, you know, he's going to play early. I mean, you know, there's the thought that maybe um, Justin Fields gets in. You know, you get the thought that possibly Trey Lance starts right away. But we know it's Trevor Lawrence, and we know it's Zach Wilson. So it's going to be a guy that we see early if he struggles and isn't looking great. You know, he's an easy cut. But if he comes out and looks good, you got him on your roster, and you save a few bucks when it comes to the uh, waiver. So... Easy pick here. We're going to go Zach Wilson. And the last pick after that is Jared Cook. Okay, so we can go ahead and and run down our teams here. I'll go ahead and start again, drafting out of the ninth spot. We got Pat Mahomes at the quarterback position. For running backs, we got David Montgomery, um, Dale Henderson, Kareem Hunt. 
David Johnson and Kenneth Gainwell for wide receivers, Devontae Adams, T. Higgins, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Russell Gage, Gabe Davis, and then at tight end, Higby and Troutman. Um, I don't hate it, but I don't really like it either. Um, I'm not very confident in having like Higgins and Robbie as kind of like my second wide receiver, second and third wide receiver. Um, at the same time, I'm also not super comfortable with the running back group. Um, I, you know, obviously I can look at this team and tell a story. Like it, it makes sense. I can see it being a good team. Um, but I could see it either and just ending up in the middle or being absolute garbage as well. So, you know, no real surprise. You know, the Patrick Mahomes pick really throws everything off. If I start, you know, running back wide receiver, wide receiver running back, I think things fall, um, a little bit differently. Um, Instead of grabbing Henderson, maybe I grab McLaurin or, you know, Amari Cooper or someone like that. That gives me some more confidence there in, in the wide receiver group. And, you know, things from there just fall a little bit differently. But, you know, I also got unlucky where, you know, a lot of my picks in those middle rounds, I was getting sniped. You know, I uke before the Higgins pick, um, uh, Debo mm-hmm. Judy going. Um, things just didn't fall my way for a big chunk of it. And, and that's part of it. But, you know, when you draft quarterback early, at least for me, um, I tend not to be super thrilled with the results. I remember having one last year that I actually liked, but um, I think I was more around your area and I got somebody that fell. So depends on where you draft. I'm, you know, it's not bad. Probably ends up in the middle somewhere. Um, but a fun exercise. How about your team, Will? Yeah, uh, pretty happy overall. So we'll run through. I've got Matt Ryan and Zach Wilson at quarterback. Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan. Jonathan Williams, Javante Williams, um, Ryan Mostert, Michael Carter, Gus Edwards, and Tavis Murray at running back. Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Robert Woods, LaVisca Chenault, and Jalen Rager at wide receiver. And then George Kittle at tight end. Um, Overall, pretty happy with the team. Um, probably would have, you know, rather liked to go with Hertz or Stafford there in the ninth round instead of Chenault. Um, and then, you know, being able to come back and get Antonio Brown, uh, you know, Henry, uh, Henry Ruggs, Darnell Mooney there. Um, so, you know, maybe the only really regret there, then I wouldn't have likely taken a young quarterback in the next round. But, yeah, overall, pretty happy with the team. Um, definitely think the running back position fell my way and, and definitely could have gone much worse going McCaffrey and then waiting to the sixth round to get another running back. Really lucked out with those extra picks there with Williams, Mostert, and Carter. Um, but yeah, overall, I'm pretty happy with the team. Yeah, and I guess we'll, you know, we, we talked about Team 11. We can follow up on them. So uh, yeah, they went yeah. more zero RB. So it was Kelsey Hopkins, Julio, Josh Allen, Kenny Galladay, and Devontae Johnson. Um, Deontay, yeah. Then they went James Conner, Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss. And then the uh, the last running back they got was Coleman, so that was kind of their zero RB approach. Um, it's not bad. I'd probably yeah. swap Kenyon no. Drake for David Johnson or Damian Harris. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's not it's not terrible. No, I mean I think you could do worse uh, with zero RB and and just the core that they have, right? Josh Allen and Kelsey, you're loaded at those two single positions. On top of DeAndre, Julio, Galladay, and Deontay Johnson. So, in all likelihood, you know, at least three of those receivers hit, uh, maybe all four. So, you could be in good shape 
other than that. Yeah, and you don't need amazing running backs after that. As long as they're not terrible, um, they should be fine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting uh, interesting look back on that team. But that is going to wrap up today's episode. Again, tune in next week for another mock draft. Until then, trust your board.